passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. Mr.comer on weei.com. Ravens week, which normally would be a pretty big game, you know, Sunday night football, Patriots, Ravens, but unfortunately, uh, the Patriots stink this year. And so. It's not exactly a uh, marquee matchup as much as the uh, league had hoped for going into this week. Yeah, it's not, you know, normally in any given year, Monday night football followed by Sunday night football, that would be a ratings bonanza for the networks and the league. Um, We'll see. The Patriots, hey, they got a win. Some people think that was a building block and maybe they're moving in the right direction and getting back on track and Cam Newton, you know, just let us win one and we'll build on that. We'll see. And, And I, you know, is there a possibility they beat the Ravens? Yes. Anytime you play a game, there's a possibility you could win, right? But very slim. Yes. I've focused more this week if, you know, avoid getting embarrassed. Compete. Yes. Um, try to get one of those moral victories we've talked about here or there throughout the year. Because I do think, like, Lamar Jackson is a guy that physically can embarrass you on any play. Ask, you know, endless defenders over the last year and a half. I always point to the – Matt Milano guy, the former BC linebacker in Buffalo last year, there was a play in the red zone where he just, he had him dead to rights. And then he was there hugging himself while Cam celebrated a touchdown in the end zone. So, you know, the Patriots defensive front still banged up. We'll see who exactly is healthy and plays, but um, coming off their best run defense performance of the year, even Bill Belichick, I thought when asked about that earlier this week, kind of said, yeah, it was better. Couldn't have been much worse than it had been. And right. 
we'll see what happens this week when we face the best <laughs> rushing attack in the NFL. So, yeah, you, normally you'd get all excited about Patriots and, and Ravens. It's, you know, AFC title game or playoffs. It's been some pretty good rivalry games over the years. But uh, Patriots at home are a seven-point underdog. Is that still the, uh, the number we're going with? That's what it was as of yesterday morning, yep. So a seven-point dog at home, and some people believe that's actually too respectful that the Ravens should be favored by more. Uh, have you seen how NBC has been hyping this game up with their promos? No, what are they using? That Bill Belichick has had this game circled on his calendar since last year's defeat in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Bill Belichick cares at all. Like, like I don't. They were they weren't supposed to win that game anyway. Like, it wasn't no. like. I don't know. It's, I mean, that's what they're, they had to find something to promote this game, and that's what they went with. Well, I mean, is it any worse than our website promoting, like, time for Belichick to teach John Harbaugh a lesson? True. Mm. True. If there's a lesson to be taught in this game, potential that the Ravens teach the Patriot a lesson, Patriots yeah. a lesson. Because I do think people are a little – I don't know if it's locally, nationally down on the Ravens because they're yeah, – I think nationally down on the Ravens. And – I look at it as, okay, the, the offense isn't as productive as it was a year ago. You know, Lamar's not as good, whatever. But they're 6-2. and two. The only teams they've lost to are the Chiefs and the Steelers, who you could argue are the two best teams, maybe in the AFC, maybe in all of football. And the Ravens' defense is probably better than it's been. Yep. And I, so I don't – yeah, you, you, Mark Ingram's been hurt, so your ground game hasn't been as good. You, you got rid of Hayden Hurst, so your tight ends aren't as good. Your passing attack – hasn't taken maybe the next step that you wanted Lamar and Hollywood Brown and those guys to take, but they're still one of the best teams in football. They're still a Super Bowl contender. Like, I don't, I don't know what people want. Like they, they expected it to be better. Like that's not how it works. Almost always the MVP has a regression the next year. He doesn't have as great a season, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, let's get into some Bill Belichick comments hot off the presses, but 30 minutes ago, good exchange with Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston and our pregame and show and Mutts on Thursday nights. Um, Tom kind of called them out for the lack of success in the draft recently. Bill got defensive. Uh, Tom asked a follow-up, or didn't really ask a follow-up, just kind of stated the names of players that he drafted in the last couple of years. And Bill basically pointed to the scoreboard and said, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm looking at our record the last 20. I'm not going to apologize for a record over the last 20 years. There's been a lot worse. So two immediate takeaways. Uh, first, Tom Curran does a good job getting answers out of Bill Belichick. Um, I don't always like or understand his tactics in terms of Tom Curran, but it works. Usually works. Um, and this is a case where you said he kind of just stated a fax, listing some of the bad draft picks, even said, you know, if we're going to write and talk about your bad draft picks, felt like we should talk to you about it kind of thing. And then Bill continued his curious year of curious answers with, basically stating his resume again. And, you know, Tom didn't ask about Richard Seymour and how good a draft pick he was. Nope. Tom was referencing recent history, the recent history where you sold out Bill and won Super Bowls and went all in on the cap, in part because you were always playing catch-up because of bad draft picks, right? So that right. played a factor in how they did everything. Um, but, yeah, Bill – I mean, if we're just going to list resumes, Bill, then we have no questions to ask you because your resume over the long haul – is ridiculously yeah, good. No one, can, no, one, no other coach can compete with it. Right. So if that's your answer, then don't do press conferences anymore because the reason 
you know, any question I ask about your three and five season or your three and six season after Sunday night, if you lose to the Ravens will be, well, you know, for 20 years, I'll put our record up against anybody. Okay, Bill. I thought we compared records this year. I thought we looked at, I thought you were Mr. What happened last month, last week, last year didn't matter. I thought you were Mr. It only matters what you do now and what you do moving forward. Right. And I think that's what people are talking about, right? Patriots are in a rebuild right now. By nature, a rebuild involved drafting, correct? Drafting better, putting talent on the roster. Yes. Right? So recent history tells us you haven't done a great job of that, and you could argue the most important factor in the future of the Patriots will be how they draft because they're going to have a higher draft pick than they've ever had. Yep. Than they've had in a long time. Maybe it won't be higher than ever. We'll see. Well, yeah, in a very long time, yes. Right. Since Richard Seymour. Bill Belichick's first first first-round pick in New England was the sixth overall pick. Mayo is 10th. Mayo is 10th. So you're going to have probably the highest pick you've had since your number six pick, right? Because I think they're 13 right now, but after Sunday night, that may change and it'll be a little higher. Um, And I I actually talked about this with um, Brian Barrett on our station the other night where he, he he's with you. He hates the idea of, of trading Belichick. He thinks it's dumb. And, and part of his argument is, it's a better story. It's you want to watch Belichick fix it. See if Belichick can fix it. Yeah. And well, I agree. I'd rather, with that. I'd rather have him try and fix it than anybody else. That's my, that's my thing. But are you sure? Like, are, yes. like given what he's done for the last four or five years as a drafter, are you a hundred percent confident and sure you want him making a top 10 pick? You want him making the selection? Yes. Cause who else are you going to have do it? Well, Nick Casario or Dave Ziegler, like somebody else could have a shot. But I would say that they already have an influence now. It's not like that they don't have their foot, their handprint on the draft. Are we sure about that? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm not. Okay. I think Bill has the be all, end all, call all, and so I think they're his picks. And and again, I'm not. Well, by the way, my answer, my cut and dry answer of who would I rather have pick? Kevin Colbert, the GM of the Steelers. Oh yes. Um. Or um. Lynch of the 49ers has been pretty good. Like, there's a couple teams that have been really good. Sure. Um, but I, I agree with the general idea. I still think Bill is really good. He's going to be picking higher. When he has picked higher, generally he's done better. Like, that's just the reality. Now, a lot of that was earlier in his career. He would like me to point that out because he's thinking back 20 years, very retrospective lately. Um, but it's just – it continues – you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago when he said, you know, we sold out and all, like, he sounds more and more like these Matt Patricia's and Bill O'Brien losing coaches every week. And it's like, I don't know if it's coach 101. If you lose, list your resume, list your accomplishments, remind people how you got to the position you're in. And I just, A, I don't like it, but B, it's, it's counter to everything he's ever said. Ever, ever done. Well, so... I mean, I just our, don't guy Fourier, our guy Christian Fourier put it perfectly last week when he said, you know, if I miss a block in 2000, whatever, can I say, but, you know, Bill, I, I helped you win a couple Super Bowls a couple years ago. So, right. like, that's not how it works. That's but, like, how, how long is this works? How long is this going to last? Like, uh, feels like for a while because they're going to have a losing record. And but then this feeds into the fan base, the, the homers that kind of are doing the same thing. Like, they're pointing to the, the Super Bowl win against the Rams. Like, how long – like, it, it feeds into – it goes against what we want things to go. Like, because this is feeding into the fans that, like, oh, it's okay. Like, just point to the past success. Well, like, 
this is a what, what this is a business of what have you done for me lately? And well, I don't even care whether it how it affects us or feeds into us. It's counter to what Bill Bill Belichick has always preached. That's the standard, and I do think that's affected us as media. We've covered him for so long, so like not osmosis, but like you 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 get beaten down by his ideas and his theories and his principles, and and Just now it's like everything is. Wait, we don't we don't adhere to those anymore. We don't the, we don't acknowledge those anymore. Like that's what I, Bill. Can you give me the new rules upon which you work? Like. Right. Right. Bill, I'm working with your old rules. Are we talking about injuries now? Like, can I ask about those? Like, exactly. Like, is, is next man up no longer a thing? Because that was a thing for a while. And like, right. I feel like the, your job is that now. Like another thing. Like, right. no days off. Are you going to Nantucket for the weekend? Like, right. Because there are certain principles, tenets, philosophies that I think we've all called the Patriot way or whatever. Life is a Patriot, and now it's like, I don't know if those even hold true anymore. Because Bill is doing and saying things that are counter to everything he's established for 20 years. And it's just weird. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. And it's not like it's just been like a one-off thing, like the Charlie Weiss comment. Like this is now like what three straight weeks where we're talking about a Bill Belichick quote. When's that ever happened before? Right. I mean, I would say since the day after the Kansas city game that he said, we don't make excuses around here, period. He yep. has been weird. Like that was Bill Belichick. Kansas City, nope, I'm not making excuses. I'm not going to allow you to give me an excuse for why we lost in Kansas City. But since then, he's opened the door to excuse after excuse after contradiction after inconsistency. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what to make of it. So and it has me. He's saying this, he's saying this to us, like he's giving this to us, the media. What do you think his message is to the team? Like, is it the, we're this close. Like we've had three games, four games now that have come down to the last possession and we've only won one of them. So we're this close. Like, is that what the message is? Like, For I don't know. I mean, the message is like, I know we've struggled, but I don't know if you guys know, you should listen to me. I won six Super Bowls. I, right. uh, I've been pretty good over the years here. It hasn't worked this year, but I mean, he's Al Bundy or Bruce Springsteen. He's living off the glory days. Yeah. And the glory days are not now. And how about, you know, focus on, returning to the glory days instead of reliving the glory days right right, right. Isn't that, shouldn't that be what you're doing and we'll make too much of this everybody will make too much of this and these as you said the the super fans or the circle jerks will get super defensive because this will embolden them to act this way and talk this way and you mm -hmm. know the jerry thorntons and fitzies of the world oh i don't know maybe six super bowls maybe that's what all oh, we fall back on okay so fall back on history right, right? Why didn't the Red Sox do this for 86 years? They had won the World Series. It's not like they hadn't won the World Series. Right. They won it, right? right. Or, or the Celtics. It's not that they've only won one title in the last 12 years. How many banners do they have? Right. Did you see those 50s and 60s and 70s? Whoa, we kicked ass. Like, just live historically. It's great. Yeah, it's just totally counterproductive to everything that he's done. And that's, that's the part that I think confuses us the most. Right. I don't know. I was distracted by your dog. Yeah, I know. It's very annoying this morning. <laughs> um, maybe she's annoyed. It's a girl, right? Yep. Maybe she's annoyed by Bill Belichick. Because, listen, this isn't just about the Patriots and, like, the here and the now. This is, like, I use Belichickian phrases when I, like, coach kids around here. Because they know who Belichick is. And it's right. Like, now it's like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, right. if we suck this year, let's just listen to what we did last year. Talk, you know, Alex Cora. Ah, it doesn't matter that your second year you sucked. You kicked ass your first yeah, year. We won the World that. Series. You remember that? Yes. Like, it, 
it's it's kind of annoying. Quite. Or like you're right. If you're a coach to these whatever middle school kids, like oh, like what are these kids supposed to say? Well, coach, we won the championship two years ago. Don't you remember that? Hey, can we like take a little time off and rest on our laurels a little bit? Let's relax. I hit 500 last year. Like I'm only hitting a buck, buck 20 now, but I hit 500 last year. Right. Hard. You know, you come home with a D, but I get an A a month ago on the test. Let's, right. let's focus on the month ago, not the D I got this week. <laughs> right. It's very, very confusing. Very confusing. And I don't know, like the Devin McCourty's the world. Like I just, the Matthews Slaters, like what, how do they feel? Or even like, I think they're so entrenched that they're probably just, I don't know. But like, what about the, the younger or newer people? Cam Newton is right. like, wait a minute. I was an MVP. Can I tell people I was an MVP? No, that's, that's, that's a good point. Right, exactly. Right? Like, because right. Cam Newton is only – he's actually – I don't know if you've noticed catching himself, like, he'll start to talk about us as an offense, and then he says, I can only speak for myself. Like, he falls back on Patriots principles yep. when he gets – but why? Just tell people you're an MVP. Sure. I know I only have two touchdown passes this year, but you go back to when I was good, I was really freaking good. Right, right, right. I don't want to apologize for what I did in 2015 because I, I was good. Uh, you know, did she, I, I believe I went 15 and one that year. So I know I only have three wins this year, but I had 15 in a season once. Right. I, yeah. Okay. I think we've beaten this dead horse, but it is annoying. And based on what you said, we'll be doing this again next week at some point because they're probably going to lose. And that means these questions are going to come up again. And he'll have some strange uncharacteristic answer that flies in the face of everything he's built for 20 years uh we'll talk about your column today basically the general um synopsis of it was that belichick is kind of feeding into his his first round picks his top draft picks and letting that get in the way of playing just the better players and damian harris and jacoby myers in particular yeah, I kind of use the Jacoby Myers recent breakout as the leaping off point for it. I think there are some other examples, and I was on this for a while last year with Harris, but, I mean, the Jacoby Myers thing is is eye-opening. When he's played, he's been pretty good. But when Nikhil Harry has basically been available, he's gotten all the opportunities. You know, I, I even went back to late last year when Harry came off IR, and then, like, late in the year, December, it was all Nikhil Harry, Myers, who had already established himself as – at least being able to work with Brady. A serviceable player, right. Yeah, was like gone, gone from the lineup. And now this year, he, do you know he had as many snaps in the first five games as he has catches the last three weeks? He played 22 snaps the first three, I mean, five I games. I believe it. And now he's got 22 catches in three weeks. And I'm sorry, he was buried. And we've seen him practice. We've he, He's not terrible. And I know why he gets looked over because of, his own individual skill set. He's not yeah. fast. He's, not, he's not like the most athletic, talented, skilled receiver, but I think he uses his past as a quarterback and kind of outsmarts some of these people to make up for maybe the lack of athletic ability. You know who's also not the most quick, athletic, impressive route runner or receiver? Nikhil Harry. Like, yeah. He just isn't, right? Right. And – this flies it this kind of falls falls in line with what we just talked about like new england was always literally their statement was it doesn't matter how you got here it only matters what you do once you get here except i don't know that that's proven true by Nikhil harry and jacoby myers one's undrafted he doesn't seem to get his shot even though he clearly seems to earn his shot the other doesn't seem to earn his shots and yet continues to get shots why well 
if I were skeptical, I would say that Bill Belichick, the GM, and Bill Belichick, the coach, are trying to validate their first-round pick. Yes. Right? Correct. And, you know, this is more um, an issue, I would say, now moving forward, now that Harry is back from his concussion, theoretically. and Well, not really, because Edelman's still out. But, yes, but this is more of a, a, a Harry um, Myers debate thing. And I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out. Also, similar to you talked about it, Harris. You know, I was big on Damian Harris should have got a shot, like, last October or November. And it took till this year for him to actually get a shot. Tony getting hurt. Like, we thought that Harris would would have started the year, but who knows at this point. And you look at what he's done. I mean, he's got 200-yard games in his first five games. He's got, you know – 12, 15, 20-yard run. Just don't even look at the numbers. Just look at the way that he runs and the way that he just hits the holes and takes on defenders. Like, it's just it's just an eye test. It's not even close. And I just to go back, I would say the same thing about Myers versus Harry. Just the eye test. Watch games. And and also, like, just, like, Cam's ability to throw the ball to Myers is just – you don't want to, like, just read into things, like, black and white, but, like – he throws to Myers way more than he throws to Harry. Like, there's got to be something to that. Right, right. Yeah. I, so I just wonder, as Bill's scrambling and trying to validate himself and his draft picks and his winning and reading his resume, have they lost their way a little bit with they used to always just play the best player? And, you know, I even threw in Therese Hall. We talked about this a little bit the other day. Like, he's on the practice squad while your two linebackers are getting some run, your two draft picks, Uche and Jennings. But then when you really need somebody, you bring up Hall. So is Hall better? Like, right. like, And, you know, that would piss me off if I'm Hall because not only is it a playing time thing, it's a money thing. I'd like to be on the roster. If I'm right. better, why aren't I on the roster? Well, and it's – my thing with the whole that is, like, those uh, – Uche and Jennings were top picks. They were second and third round picks. It's not like these guys were fifth round draft picks. Like, if you're selected in the second or third round, you're talented. You went to Michigan and Alabama. Like, if you need to slide in and play middle linebacker one game, you can do it. And to me, that just shows they're not good enough. Uh, right now, yeah, I would like to think that. They're, because also, it's not like it's a Super Bowl and you're a great team and like, oh, everything's right. going to fall apart. Like You're playing the freaking New York Jets. And your defense stinks. Like, right. we're talking about a rebuild or whatever, whether you're tanking. Like, long term, it would benefit you to put Jennings and Uche out there if you thought there was positives to it. Like, Correct. But you clearly don't think they're even close to it. I, I just – I don't really understand it, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. And, and cause it's almost a mixed message there too. It's like, well, they are the draft picks, but now you're not playing them. So you're playing the undrafted guy. Like they're just scrambling, but the bigger picture is the Jacoby Myers one. I think it's sort of been proven to kill Harry is what he is. We're getting pretty close to just, I think everybody accepting he is what he is. Here, here, here's one for you. Who, who has the better NFL career, Myers or Harry? Oh, Myers. I said that last August. I say but, that. But you kind of flipped like two months, a month ago. Well, because I, I was worried that Myers wasn't, he wasn't playing. I know. And then I just realized I was right and they were wrong. He should have been playing, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. He is a good complimentary NFL receiver. So what's his role like next year? Uh, is he here? Yes. I, I think no matter where he goes, you're, I, I mean, here, he could be your number one receiver. <laughs> like he shouldn't be, but 
Um, but like, what's his ceiling in the NFL? Is he a number? He's I can't. He's three. not a number two. No, no, no. He's a three. His ceiling is three, three slash four, and that's why I still think he could be a little bit of a journeyman. He might play for four or five teams, but I think you're going to look back and say he had, you know, what's you know. 500 catches or something like yeah. over uh, you know an x period of time with a couple years where he caught 50 balls 60 balls because right. he can get open he can catch the football he's never going to run after catch he's never going to you know break somebody's ankles off and sprint to the end zone that that's not who he is but i don't know i thought the kind of player he is and again maybe he just arrived at the wrong time maybe if he had arrived with um, like Jabbar Gaffney was a get in where you fit yeah. in kind of receiver for this team. And uh, you might only come in on third down, but I might go to you on third down and need you to catch the ball. If he had come to an offense that had a, a Gronk and an Edelman, I think Myers would be a phenomenal third, fourth option. Just a complimentary guy. You know, when the, when the other team's ignoring him, he's going to take full advantage. He'll find plays. I also, we talked about this. I also think his skills as a former quarterback and as a route runner and as a, as you said, he kind of just has a knack to get open and find. Well, doesn't that marry up with an athletic quarterback who might extend a play? Okay, so he's not going to yeah. win at the line of scrimmage, but when Cam scrambles a little, he'll open up and become free. Yeah, I forgot when Myers, it was either after the game or when he talked this week, said like in his head he kind of has the clock of like a quarterback would, like the ball should be out now. Like if it's not out now, he's probably moving, so I better – Right. So there's things that translate. So I like that. And I, maybe this is um, unfair to Harry. That's another area. Cause I think he has physical issues, Harry. I don't think he's that quick. I don't think he's a great route runner. I also don't think he has great football. IQ. Instincts, IQ, whatever you want to call that. And I think it's, it's an area where Myers blows him away. And for the here and the now of the Patriots, I think they need that. Cause it's not going to be, we don't have this, you know, you're not fielding this team of elite athletes and just beat the man across from you. Whoever, whoever wins the battle gets the ball. Nope. There's going to be some broken plays, creativity, find a way to make it work plays, and Meyer should get that opportunity. But the bigger picture question is, are they still a meritoc- meritocracy? Did, do you, and I didn't include this in the column, but I'd also argue, like Gerard Mayo shows up and he's a quasi-defensive coordinator. Like right out the gates. Yep. Like that didn't used to happen. You had it didn't matter who you were. You had quality control to assistant. And that that didn't matter whether you were like an ex player or whether you were Bill O'Brien, who had been an offensive coordinator in college. He was making copies next to my cube on the administration level. Like that's what now all of a sudden Gerard Mayo can go from working from wherever he worked for Empower Optum or whatever to calling defensive plays like yeah like did he earn that right and then I don't even want to get into the the Belichick's the Belichick's because at least Steve has been around a while he's worked his way up Brian same thing so I just think there's a lot of questions as to roles and how people are arriving at their roles these days uh let's get into the game Sunday um <laughs> where do we want to start um, I would start with well, okay. If the, the, if the Patriots have any chance of winning the game, how does it happen? Uh, Lamar Jackson turns it over like he turned it over against Pittsburgh, which, yeah. by the way, he turned it over four times, I think, yeah. and they lost by four points to arguably the best team in football. Yes. So even if he turns it over a boatload, I'm not sold it's enough for the Patriots to get over the hump. Um, 
they're going to run the ball, right? Yeah. There, is there any scenario you envision that the Ravens don't rush for uh, 175 yards? No. I mean, I literally can't see it because the one way you don't is if you go up, you know, 27 to three and they're chasing and they get a pass. That's not going to happen. Like, the Patriots aren't built that way. No. It would take – for that to happen, it would take a miraculous – you have an interception return, a punt return, a fumble return, like – A long Damian Harris run. Like, yes. And I just – I mean, if we're being realistic, that's not going to happen. Like, that's not the way the world works. So – I think the Ravens come in, they run the football. I'm not really I'm not really sure why people are as down on them as they are, but I think people need to remember relative to the Patriots, even if you think the Ravens are down, the Patriots A aren't that good and B don't match up. They don't do anything in a way that it's going to make life tough on the Ravens. They can't stop the run, they can't score quickly to build a lead and and like change the 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 declare the game as the way it's going to be played. I think this is a terrible matchup. And I think the goal, as I said earlier, is to not get embarrassed, get a moral victory, because it will absolutely stun me if the Patriots win this game. And I mean, I think there's a far better chance they get embarrassed than they win. Yes, I would agree. And now do you think Harbaugh will um, embarrass them? Yes. Because we talked about this on Dale and Keefe the other day. Harbaugh's in that weird position where it's sometimes like he's the the rival coach he hates, but then he like goes the other way and kind of defends Bill sometimes. And he Bill gave him that recommendation that got yep. him the coach. Like, so I do wonder, like, because I think the 49ers could have embarrassed the Patriots more and yes. didn't. Um, like, will he call off the dogs? But then, like, what's calling off the dogs? You put in RG three. Because well, you're going to run the ball, and if you can't stop the run, and if they give up the way they gave up against the 49ers and don't well, want to – like, what's calling off the Ducks? Just think about the Saints and the Bucks game the other, the other night. Like, if you're up by 30 points at halftime, you can't sit your starter to start the third quarter. Right. So, yeah. I think the Patriots could get killed. And I then, like – I gave a score this morning on the radio that was too low. <laughs> and then, like, everybody just thought, oh, Newton in the offense looked good against the Jets. Like, they're building something. Well, like, they played the freaking Jets. Your two best performances are against the Seahawks, whose pass defense we know is terrible, and the Jets have one of the worst defenses in football. So what's to say that Newton's going to be able to do that same thing, which isn't even that great, against the Ravens, who are an actual defense? Yeah, the Ravens are like top 10 in everything. I believe they're the number one scoring defense. They're, they're, so, they're good. Right, and like, it looks like you could get a, um, a little bit of a break with uh, Campbell being hurt. Yep. Um, but – the opposite of that is they get Marlon Humphrey back. Their corners are good. I mean, it's, the Ravens are who they've kind of always been for like two decades. If we're going to read resumes, like they're a really good defense. They have playmakers. They try to make plays. They're aggressive. They're going to, you know, Cam was talking about the exotic looks and exotic blitzes and, and things they're going to throw at you. Does any of that make you feel good? Like, I, I, like that's why I, I hate to be – I mean, I don't hate to be. I don't know why I say that. I don't really care. But, like, if I just look at the facts, it's a bad matchup. It's a – you could get killed. You could get embarrassed. Yeah, there's no On way around it. It probably shouldn't be Sunday night football. I, I said this after the – when they lost the Bills. Like, would NBC consider flexing this game out? Yeah, and right. I guess just because it's the Patriots. like Right. I think people would just naturally turn to the Patriots. Like, if this exact same team had a different name – I don't think they'd be playing Sunday night. I don't either. Like, there's no – there's nothing there. There's no 
there's no drive charisma like there's uh, yeah there's it's not even like if cam newton was like exciting and like was making these plays and this and that, like even that's not really there no no i mean i mean even cam said like lamar's got a gear that i don't have yeah we know right. we've seen right. <laughs> we've seen we've seen your power you're a fullback who plays quarterback like that's the reality so okay let's 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 talk about something hopeful yep no, I'm looking for you to give me something like, like, what's a positive we can talk about from the game? Oh, I know what I got. What? Uh, to steal Cam, uh, kicker guy, punter guy, snapper guy, yep. Bill Belichick's favorite guy, whatever. Um, maybe, maybe you, you know, punt really well. You know. Well, your your kicking situation's better. Look at Stephen Guskowski missing. What is he up to eight missed field goals this year? Boy, has he had a roller coaster. He sucked, then he was great. Now he sucks again. It's almost time. And then their punter situation, you have Brian Allen on the practice squad. You don't even go to him, and you have a guy that kicks the ball, what, 18 yards, then has one blocked the very next kick? Yeah, the Titans uh, really falling apart a little bit. Yes. But they're still way ahead of the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots would kill to have, like, their problems right now. Yes. Kicking um, problems? So, okay, we, we can handle those. So what else can we talk about as a positive? Uh I mean, Damian Harris is a positive. Like, that's good. Yeah, but is he healthy? I mean. Well, it was a good sign that he's been out of practice the last two days. Like, if it That was, is true. I kind of thought you wouldn't see him after. I, it, I don't know if it was. Field. We said this, but like, that looked like a serious injury. Oh, yeah. That you looked said, like. Yeah, was, you said Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Yeah. Organ rattling type injury. Um, and it's good that he's out there. We'll see if he plays and if he like, can. Gilmore, continue. we got to talk about him again, not at practice. Well, we thought he was at he was the full dark assistant on Wednesday, but then uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. Hey, squeaky McSqueak squeak. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Ripping up toys, just having a grand old time. Um, yeah, we should. That's an, the health situation is another like 20 guys in injury report. And last week, everybody told me, oh, they're just screwing with the Jets. This is what he does when he plays the Jets. Oh, they screw him with the Ravens too. How long do we screw around before you realize, no, they're just not healthy? Right. And they're not healthy. That's there's no way around that. So they're not good. They're not healthy. They're what are they? Again, I'm they, trying to they, find positive. As Bill Belichick said, they're a hardworking group that they get the game plan. They work hard throughout the week and play on Sundays. Okay, so we got that going for us. But like as we said before, like they're NFL players. Like they're supposed to practice hard during the week and play games on Sundays. Like, that's even, you know, we talked about did they give up against the Niners, the tackling, the effort, some of that. These, like, the Patriots, it's another thing that I guess maybe I'm, I'm focusing too much on their tenets and their history. Like, I never thought preparing and trying were something you had to question with the Patriots. Like, that was a sure. given. Now I guess maybe I need to recalibrate a little bit and make sure they are still trying and preparing and um, confidence could be an issue. Like, certainly – yeah, it's a big issue. Yeah, and so they're and even though Bill said it wasn't an issue um, with his team after the Jets win, that like they could go out and be down 10, 14 points, and they're like, "Up oh, here we go again." I guess we're not playing the Jets this week. Like back to that's we're that's a very much. feasible thing. Like if you go if you go down if, if the same thing happens against the Ravens that happened to the 49ers, it's toast. So yeah, yeah, like, they went down the field, scored, you punted, over. Uh, yeah, I agree. This game's not going to be close. The more and more we talk about it, it's... Is it's, there a way, though, like, beyond craziness? Because I even joked. I joked before the season started that the Patriots 
there were three games they were definitely going to lose, and I said they would lose to RG3 in this game because I kind of thought Lamar Jackson might get hurt from running so much, yeah. and I thought they would lose to RG3. I think they lose to RG3 if he has to play. Like, I don't – like, they, they're a better team. Because all RG3 would have to do is hand the ball off because they could run for 200 yards. Right. They're a better team top and, to bottom. And they have, like, a lot of guys, too. Is Ingram's coming back this week, right? Well, he practiced, and then he didn't practice. But so, even without that, they have uh, Gus, Gus Edwards, Edwards and Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Yep. Capable backs. And then throw Lamar Jackson there. Lamar Jack, like that's the other thing is the Ravens are a team. It's not, you take one thing away. I mean, I guess if you could flat out take away Lamar Jackson, that'd be a good start, but yeah. they're a, they're a well, you team. You can take away both things. You can take away his running, but then what was passing. Right. And if you overcommit, like I know, who was it? Uh, was saying like, oh, just put nine guys, oh, Wiggy, put nine guys in the box and just oh, take oh, away the oh. what, what nine guys you bring in the box? Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar? And- That's what I said. That was my first response. Which nine guys are you going to use? Because you don't have guys. <laughs> right. Even if you do that, are you, are you saying he's so bad as a passer that he won't make plays through the air? Like, cause- he's, he's not as good of a passer as a runner, but he's proven he can make plays in the passing game. And they have weapons. Like, they're not the greatest – team in terms of weapons their passing game's not great but mark andrews good tight end hollywood brown can make plays willie sneed just had 100 yards a couple weeks yeah. ago like they have capable they have better weapons than you have i was gonna say they're better than you are at the position right so that's i think they're just a good team like it, bill said it like somebody asked him about stopping lamar and the challenge and he, and he said it, it's good team football you have to win team and i the ravens are good front to back on both sides their passing game is is no one guy. It's a group effort. Their running game, as you referenced, four guys with like 50 carries, 200 yards, five, four and a half, five yard average. You have to play good team football. And the problem with that from the Patriots is they're not good as a team right now. They have a lot of weaknesses. So it's almost like they're better. They'd be better off trying to deal with, you know, it didn't work out this way, but the 49ers, if I take away Kittle, I can win this game. Right. The Ravens aren't like that. They're good on defense, good on offense. They can throw. They can run. They they can do. Now, their passing game is lowly ranked, but I still think they can make plays. They're a team that can win different ways. Like, I could think that they could win in a low-scoring game if they had to, win with defense, or they could win in a shootout if they had to. It's probably not ideal for them, but if they were forced into that game, they probably could. And if you somehow sneak into the game, I don't think they're going to have 12 men on the field against a field goal. They're not going to chuck it deep when they just have to run the clock out. Right. So... Boy, uh, one other point before we get to our predictions. What's going on with the tight ends? Everybody on IR, like, it just – with no – like, the Asiasi thing we talked about before, very strange, just no injury, just IR. And then Dalton Keene, IR. Well, yeah, I don't really know what to make about the IRs and the just roster spots. And is that just they're not that good? And that's – this year you can always mask a guy for three weeks. And you know what I mean? Because you can't right. – you know, you can't put Devin Asiasi on the practice squad. He, he'll get picked right. up by somebody. Um, and you're just sort of managing the raw. Oh, yeah, he's got a, a calf. He's got a this. Right. Uh, this is sore. My bigger question is, and, and it's the two positions, tight end and, wide res- and linebacker. Why did you not have any veterans? And don't, t- don't tell me you couldn't find anybody. I'm not talking about. Don't tell me that Brandon Copeland's up for the year. Like, you, you really miss him. Right. But like when you were putting this roster together, there's not a fourth linebacker somewhere you could trade for or sign or even tight know. end. There's not a, there's not a veteran right. guy better than Ryan Izzo. 
write these like did they not try? Did they put too much stock into their double dip draft picks at those two well, positions? Andy, they, they had a tough, tough cap space situation. They were hampered by the cap. Yeah, they weren't. I mean, they weren't. Like, and I'm not talking about a guy that's going to cost a lot of money. I'm talking about a guy that's probably going to play for $800,000 or something. I know. I know. And so is, it, is that an example of Bill didn't invest in the season as much, or is that an example of he had too much faith in his drafting and like one of the two rookies at both positions would be good. Well, the or... part that bothers me, and I was thinking about this the other day, wasn't this supposed to be the historically bad tight ends class? Oh yeah. And yeah. then the last, whatever, two years, two or three years ago, like dating back, there were yep. some good, good tight end classes. So you had, a, you had a need back then with yep. Gronk, like either he was gone last year or you knew he was going to be gone sooner or later. But yet you decide to address position now in the in the worst draft in the last whatever four years. Oh yeah, they over the 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 short long term they definitely bungled it. But I'm even just talking very simply. Why is there not a Christian Fourier on the roster? Just some, you know what I mean? Like a guy who's in his ninth year. He's not as good as he was, but he's a veteran. Worst case scenario, you'll play him. And I thought both those two positions where they clearly targeted the needs because they doubled drafted with high picks second and third round traded up for Dalton Keene too it wasn't like he just like fell with them right so I don't I don't understand what Bill was doing at those two positions in particular and it's bitten him in the ass last week they had Therese Hall having to play linebacker because they called him up the practice squad because Bentley's out and they have no tight ends they have zero tight ends and for a team that likes the tight end needs the tight end I just I don't know what they did at those positions it makes no sense all right, what's your prediction for the game? What's your uh, revised prediction from your main radio spot? Yeah, main radio, I went 28-13. And the more we talk about uh, Ravens, 28-13 Ravens, um, just making sure you were clear on that. I, I, it, it's going to be worse than that. It's going to be like 28-13. The only way that happens is a late touchdown. It's 28-6 to and they tack on a touchdown. But the Patriots win. The Patriots do not cover. Lay the points. Lay the hell out of those points. They are a home dog, and they put the dog in dog in this game. Um, Ravens will control it from, you know, Take one minute, minute one to minute 60. It will, you know, you ended on a last-second field goal last week. No, this will, they will be kneeling on it in the third quarter to just run out the clock. Uh, so I'm going to go Patriots nine. Nine. No touchdowns, three and down with field goals. Yep. And – Ravens 30, 33, nine. That was a 31-10. Yeah, it, I mean, I, people can mock us if we're wrong. If they somehow pull this off, feel free to mock us. Because I do believe all they the They pull this off. Teams. We're changing the whole outlook on the season. Like Cam Newton's found something. The defense has found something. Like this team could make us a run in the playoffs. Like, Can you envision that at all? No, I can't. Okay, no. me either. No. Me either. Okay. But, I mean, if, if they do beat the Ravens, we kind of have to change our. Well, unless it's just like a he Disney movie-like yeah. weirdness to it, and you're like, what the hell is going on out there? Why is that ball just bouncing around? Right. All right. I got to pick up my dog's mess. Yes, I've, I've heard. <laughs> so is everybody else. Hopefully it's entertaining. Ah, can't be any worse than what we were, so. True. All right. Well, uh, Monday podcast probably? Yeah, we're not doing it Sunday night after the game. Nope. No, we're not. Nope. Oh, I have to go to this game. I'm sorry. That's, that's bad for you. <laughs> hey, there won't be traffic. That's true. All right. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace out.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.